Welcome to the eSuccess Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical world of Lean, Six Sigma, project management, and design thinking. In this episode number 170, we continue with Virtual Meeting Basics, Part 2. We discuss the basics of running a successful virtual meeting and some software solutions that are available. If you're just tuning in for the first time, find all our back episodes on our podcast, Table of Contents, at esuccess-methods.com. If you like this episode, be sure to click the like link in the show notes. It's easy. Just tap our logo, click, and you're done. Tap, click, done. Here we go. So if you were to put together a what you would call a list of best practices for a team that is 100% virtual, nobody's at the same place, mm-hmm. and what would you expect to see in order to have the most productive meeting? You as a facilitator, what tools would you like to have at your disposal? Yeah, you know, that's a hard one, right? Because now you're expecting everybody to be able to share a video or share a video feed. But mm-hmm. then now if there is, let's say, six people, right? There's five people or six people on this call, each of them individually having a video, then, you know, it's it's hard to focus that way into a meeting room or into a web page. I don't know. I haven't been, I haven't successfully found one, but that's what ideally I'd like to do because if I had six people in a room with me, I'd want to, I want to replicate that scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, I'd like a tool which has a whiteboard or a white space. So whatever thoughts or notes we are sharing can be physically in front of everybody. So we can see what's going on with that. And uh, if I had to pull or share a presentation, it's easy enough to kind of facilitate that through the tool. That's what I would ideally want. If if a tool exists such a way to help make my life easy. So you're kind of talking like three different monitors plus a virtual platform that could uh, handle that level of activity, say one monitor with a, a whole collage of all the people's faces um, yep. and then one with the presentation and then one with a, some sort of notes capturing dashboard or whiteboard. Yeah. I mean the presentation and may, and depending on the size of the, you know, resolution, m- maybe one, maybe two of them like the presentation and the notes can be side by side or something mm-hmm. on the same, same window, but it makes it hard, right? Because, not everybody has the technology available. And again, not everybody might have the bandwidth uh, for the internet connection or whatever, right. whatever that is to be able to have a proper conversation in that format. Mm-hmm. So that makes it very, very hard. You can't expect everybody at home to have the, the highest internet speed connections or bandwidth that you get in, in a workplace. Yeah, so, I'm curious how, how they work, you know, a six different streaming videos on one screen. <laughs> Uh, they they must they must uh, break that down into one video. I would hope at the at the hosting area, or else it's, it would eat up all kinds of bandwidth. Yeah, so I mean, unfortunately, I'm not the tech expert, but yeah, me either. You know, somebody somebody in this room works in the telecommunication space. Who might that be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll, I'll I'll lay that to rest for now. Yeah. We'll come back to that later. <laughs> Just remember, the cloud is not something special out there. It's just somebody else's computer. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, I guess go fiber optic. Uh, get rid of your dial-up internet. <laughs> yeah. Shut down Netflix while you're trying to have a meeting. How about that? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So so the what you described, actually, because I'm a bit of a minimalist when it comes to the office. All I have is my laptop, especially now when you got these flexible workspaces. I guess these flexible workspaces would have to be very well outfitted with all these different options in order for somebody to be able to sit down at any spot and have enough monitors and stuff to take care of what they need. 
Not necessary, right? I mean, it could be just a common meeting space area that's set up in that format also. Because if you're using a headset or anything like that, it's not like you need a, a whole private capsule to do this. You could probably do it in a in a shared workspace area if you have to. But you need multiple monitors and everything to uh, Yeah, I guess. stay on I mean, top of it. That's a what thing, about right? touchscreen? Do you need touchscreen as well? Oh, now you're just going fancy on me. I, I Again, depending on what we are doing, right? Like if I'm doing a process map or something else, then yeah, maybe it'll be handy. Uh, it, well, I'm thinking of a whiteboard. I mean, how hard is it to draw and write with a mouse, right? How else would you write on a whiteboard? Keyboard. Oh, so you got to type. So you need typing skills. Oh, jeez. Come on. <laughs> Who doesn't have that? If you have a laptop already or if you're, All right, come texting on. On your, if you're texting on your phone already, you have thumb typing skills. All right, Gen Xer. You got it. Let's talk. Let's talk to the boomers who, uh, you know, they still pick and peck at their keys. And by the time they're done typing a single sentence, the conversation has already moved on to a different topic. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I know that because I, I was that person for a long time. I mean, I still am. Don't get me wrong. But anywho. Okay. Those are some of the bigger challenges that I see. And then, of course, again, with the timing issue again. You know, if you just finished a conversation and you had a follow, you need a follow-up conversation. Again, the whole challenge of booking another meeting or getting into that sort of a scheduling aspect becomes even a bigger challenge or a pain. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this: Some people have used the uh, ground rule of, "Hey, if, if uh, some people have to be virtual, then everyone has to be virtual." Meaning, you can't have a group of people who are in the same room facing each other and have somebody on the outside trying to be a part of that room but not actually be there because it gives the people in the room an unfair advantage and the person on the phone or whatever does not get to uh, participate. Okay, so we have this all the time, yeah. unfortunately. It is reality. And and it's the simplest thing, right? It's it's basically our team meeting. So in 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 the US time zone we have about twelve of us. In the European time zone we have two of them. Mm-hmm. In in an Asian time zone we have five of them, but they're distributed across three locations. And all of us, thankfully, have found or have flexed enough that we found a common time that most of us agreed to that we will, unfortunately for the Asian people, they will suffer through it. But we found something that was a common ground that everybody is okay. Mm -hmm. So we have weekly meetings. The Asian folks are all independently at their own homes. The UK folks, the two of them are either on their desk or in a meeting room. And the folks in the US office uh, are all in a meeting room in Chicago. Okay. Uh, but you know, the, the common comment that we get all the time is, Hey, you guys seem to be having a lot of fun in the Chicago office, but half the time we can't catch the jokes or it's two inside jokes that we don't get what's going on and right. they feel left and they feel left out. <laughs> and it, it, at that point, it's, it's truly the role of the facilitator or it's truly, and, and unfortunately because of bandwidth concerns for the folks in Asia, we don't necessarily stream the video because that makes it even harder on them for them to see anything. Right. So it becomes literally a conference call mm-hmm. uh, with it being with them feeling really like out of place or why am I even on this call? Because half the things I just can't keep up with. Right. And then there's often this thing where when you're in the room and you're on a conference call, somebody might hit that mute button to have a private conversation in what normally might be a, a public meeting. I guess that's more common with a sales conference call, but. I think that that would be a challenge too. Even otherwise, I think it's generally normal. Yeah, happens enough. Okay, so you uh, you face that, and and so you have recognized some of the challenges that are involved with that. So, so you said it comes down to facilitation. What what would you recommend for that? So I think in general, so I I know a couple of people who are fantastic at doing this. You know, 
almost every every five to ten minutes they they take they ask to take a pause and reflect and see if there are any questions they reiterate or summarize you know every five or ten minutes this is what we just covered mm. this is the action item that we're taking this is what we are moving forward to is everybody in consensus okay let's continue or let's move on to the next topic so keeping everybody engaged and making sure that everybody is able to follow through uh, that becomes a very very important skill of the person who's chairing the conversation or who's leading this conversation mm-hmm. because without that you can just keep going down the rabbit hole without having any focus or any direction on what's going on so beyond what might be the basic skills of a of a in-person meeting or or is there anything that you would have to do how different would an in-person meeting be versus uh, a virtual meeting as far as basic meeting skills is it do everything the same as you would in an in-person meeting but also some additional things like uh, still have your agenda still keep minutes still stay on the agenda and ground rules or is there additional things so the uh, so definitely all those things and at the same time more than an in-person meeting I, in my agenda i would have more buffer on you know, on time um mainly because of just trying to get everybody's voice or opinion into that will need will take more time than an in-person meeting mm-hmm. uh for sure beyond that it's also making sure that everybody is able to follow the conversation and making sure that everybody is able to participate in in an in-person meeting at least you know that whatever you said the other person heard very clearly <laughs> but when it is not in person you're not necessarily sure if the other person again because of possible multitasking or because of connection or in or call call quality you want to confirm that everything that you said was actually heard by the other person also now i can yeah. imagine that the, the personality things also come out here uh, if you have somebody who would normally dominate a room conversation they would probably dominate a conversation like this even more and vice versa somebody who would normally try to fade in the background far easier to fade in the background in this sort of medium. So uh, that sounds like you'd have to be very purposeful about different personalities as far as facilitation goes as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's any way around it. All right. Uh, So I have listed here what I consider to be, say you had none of these things, you could still get away with a virtual meeting in what I call bare essentials. And that's just an email and conference calling. So this is hey, we're going to look at something, email it to everybody, everybody's looking at the same page, and you're at least all having a conversation at the same time. So without all the bells and whistles and screen sharing, you can still get the communication through by looking at the same documents and having a conversation at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'd say for the most part, I mean, I I default to this on a, a regular enough basis without having to go back to screen sharing and and uh live chat or anything like that so so it so yes it depends on what sort of conversation you're having mm-hmm. if it is more informative hey here's the progress we're making here's the de- direction we are headed towards and here's what we're going absolutely that's sufficient mm-hmm. but if it comes down to you need to collaborate you need to share information you're doing a brainstorming session you're doing something else at that point that medium doesn't necessarily work enough Right. Or or if, if two of you or three of you are trying to work on getting a, a presentation put up together to, to meet with somebody in the next two hours, that medium is just not going to work. Right. So so it depends on the it depends on what, what the intention of the meeting is or the goal of the meeting is. Okay. 
You are listening to E6S Methods Podcast, brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. Hey, Jacob, you remember when you used to work for me? Sure. Do you happen to remember how much money you were making back then? Yeah, I do. Yeah? And yeah. how much more you're making right now? I can do the math. And uh, how about that development plan that you and I put together during that time? Definitely gave me some perspective and gave me some direction on what I need to focus on. I found that useful. So far, I have a 100% promotion success rate for those people who are willing to work hard and were willing to work with me to create a customized career development plan, the E6S Pro Career Program. Three different levels, promotion and pathfinding level, which is career planning, customized improvement plans, resume refinement, and interview preparation. The next level down is targeted for those people who are they're just looking to prepare for their next move. And because it really does pain me to see unemployed professionals, I am offering a level called Help Quick, a free one-time resume review and revision for those who are unemployed and in the Lean Six Sigma quality engineering, project management, or science fields. So for anybody who wants more details and information, these can be found at www.e6s-methods.com slash procareer. And if you're serious about career advancement, contact me through the website. You'll be glad you did. I can watch for that. So the next level is some some levels of screen sharing. Now there's screen sharing plus chat. How, how would you important would you consider that, the chat feature? The chat feature for me is not as important unless it's like a webinar or something of that sort where I am not allowing people to ask me questions on the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for me to collate that, uh, which I rarely do. For me, it's more of the, I'm having a conference call for collaboration, not for sharing a one-way information. Right. So uh, so chat is not, I'm, I'm usually on voice along with the screen sharing. So anybody who wants to speak up can speak up. So yeah. for me, it's the screen sharing plus phone or plus video. One of the two is what I usually do. Yeah, I almost uh, would rather shut off the chat feature if I could for mm-hmm. situations like that to keep away from the private discussions or having it turn into a, yeah. a different side meeting. Yeah, because that would just tend to now there's another area that I need to focus on on top of other things that I'm doing right. to to make sure that you know I'm addressing things or something else that's going on on the side. So, no, I I don't encourage that at all. So this is what I would say. This this is where I'm talking about the the gaming aspect where. If you're ever on a webinar, usually you have somebody uh, facilitating the discussion of a presentation, but a different person who's fielding all the questions yep. that are being texted in and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, and that person, they have completely separate roles. So that's what I was getting at. If it's a, a much larger sort of, not even a meeting, but a, a full-on seminar or web- webinar that you might need to get extra help there. Yep, yep, yep. Totally. There's okay. Then there's screen sharing plus the included phone, which, you know, just audio plus screen sharing. Mm-hmm. I think this takes care of for me. Yep. Almost ninety nine percent of what I might need. Totally, and I think that's what I would need the most, mm-hmm. if anything. And you know, if if the screen sharing can also include video to that, it's fantastic. So no, what about no. this delegated screen control where you can have somebody else take over your screen? Uh, so. So my screen sharing tool has that, mm-hmm. uh, but I've it's not necessarily always a need for me. Uh, at that point, I'm okay with the other person sending me uh, the text message or the, the that person's email or content, and I can host it for them. Right. Or and sometimes I can you know again the technology nowadays everybody's you're able to share the the control of your screen or you can take control of their screen. It, it's no longer a easy. It's no longer a hard thing. 
you're able to do it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So I haven't found it to be that hard. So, I mean, why would, I guess you wouldn't necessarily need to control somebody else's screen in, in a regular presentation because you can yep. just transfer the screen sharing to your screen mm-hmm. and you don't have to control somebody else's. But that's in a trip presentation part. I mean, yeah. I've seen people to use it for sort of ad hoc uh, IT sort of things like go to meeting. Our, our mutual friend used to say, okay, well, I'm not an IT person, but if you let me, if you go to go to meeting, I can log on to your screen and, and show you how to do certain things. And, mm-hmm. but other than that, um, so, I mean, it, it comes down to the same thing again, right? If you have, uh, you know, especially in a case, like say you have a client call or you have, you're, you're in a meeting with a supplier or a vendor mm-hmm. and you want to show them different, um, say different cases or different things. And mm-hmm. say it's a global meeting with all three regions that you want to share with the supplier, your learnings or your findings. And if you want three different people, each group sharing their own version, rather than them having to control your screen, if you can give them access or if you can do that part, then it's much more easier that way. So you're not playing, hey, I'll move the slides for you. Tell me when to click the next slide. Right. You know, uh, and and then, of course, there's always delays associated with that and all the other <laughs> things. So, um it, it, it's a, it's an in my opinion it's a nice to have it's not a must have. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then collaborative work screen. This I'd say is the next level. But um, what do you think? Nice to have, must have, soon to be must have. It, it, again, it comes down to what kind of work are you expecting to do with the with the with this meeting, right? Like, if it is truly the way you and your project team is going to work week after week or day after day, then yeah, you need it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can share doc, you can share, you want to, you want to show, you know, you want to start putting together value stream map and, you know, want to draw it on a board and focus your webcam towards that board because you'll just be spending half the time moving the webcam back and forth, trying to show what you just did. Right. So at that point, uh, yes, absolutely. A collaborative work screen becomes very critical, but if it is not, then probably you don't need it. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would come down to it. What are you, what are you trying to do with this meeting or what's the use case? All right, so let's talk about some of the solution options that are out there. So typical virtual meetings, solutions available under, if you just want kind of what I talked about before, audio, video, text, file transfer, and screen sharing, mm-hmm. There's this is pretty much taking care of everything I've needed. There's Skype for Business that you mentioned, mm-hmm. Jabber, which I'm becoming accustomed to now, mm-hmm. and SameTime. All of those are pretty much the same. They're, a lot of people just use them for the chat feature, but on top of that, you can you can do all these other things as well. Yep. And then on top of these things, there are some other ones that you can do a little bit more. Delegated screen control, some collaboration spaces, mm-hmm. and uh, making notes and recording, I guess, is the key one. Uh, recording your meeting for yep. future viewing. Quest conferencing, go-to meeting, which still has been my favorite, but I, I honestly haven't used it in several years. Then WebEx and Google Hangouts all have yep. these options. Yeah, so I don't know about recording, but there's another one called Join Me, which is pretty popular, and I think for a lo- for the most part it's free. Also, really? I want to say, yeah, Join Me, or maybe it's for a certain number of users, a certain time, or something. It's it's definitely free for a while. Okay. Uh, everything except recording, I believe Skype also lets Skype for Business lets you do it. Okay. So that the, uh, pretty much it has all the other things now. Uh, and I thought same time did too. By the time we were, I don't know, did same time get all those functionality? I know they were upgrading it. So 
Well, I know about the screen sharing. So, yeah, same time, can do the screen sharing. Uh, whiteboards, and, I don't know. Yeah, yeah notes and whiteboards. I thought it could, but I couldn't at all. I'm guessing that a lot of them are pretty darn close. Yeah. And then every time somebody puts in a new feature, the rest follow pretty quickly. Yep, yep, yep. All right, and I did do a Google search on some other collaboration platforms, and the best thing I found was linked from this article. There's a link in the show notes to this article. It's called the 18 Best Tools for Online Collaboration by Craig Stewart, and it's a fairly uh, recent article, March 7th, 2017. And so just quickly go down through these. If you have any experience with these, Jacob, just chime in. So Slack. Yeah, it's a it's another like a chat tool uh, where you know they they call it Slack channels mm-hmm. where you you can set up different groups in different teams or different individuals in different teams. Uh, and in our workspace, it's used mainly as a collaborative. You know, let's let's especially for a lot of our teams are distributed or across multiple locations. Mm-hmm. So just to keep track of what was our what was the conversation in each of the offices, uh, or even it's a communication tool between teams. So if you wanna. If somebody took a day off and they came back the next day for them to catch up on what all did I miss yesterday, this is the tool that they mostly use for. Okay. InVision. So the the piece that I've used is uh, InVision is more of a, or at least how I've used it, is mainly using the design space. Mm. And what they're using is to show how workflow can go. So it's mainly at the prototyping level. You know, how how would this, and you can, you can in many cases, you create a clickable prototype. So if you click here, it goes to this section. If you click here, it goes to that section. And you can set it up as a workflow in that way. Okay. Um, that's, what I've, that's what I've seen InVision used for. I'm not sure how it's a collaborative platform. Hmm. Okay. Well, it sounds like a, a cloud-based prototyping yep. solution. Okay. Yep. Uh, Google Keep? I don't have any idea. All right. Trello. I've heard about this, but I've not used it. Right. I don't. I don't even know what it does. Sorry. Appear dot in. No idea. Yammer. Uh, that is basically Facebook for an office. Uh, so Microsoft Office. Mm-hmm. Um, this is their sort of internal chatter or internal uh, Facebookish sort of a thing. So everybody has their profile and they and they post uh, videos yeah. of kittens and stuff. Yeah, you join different groups and you join, you know, if you want to put notifications, if you want to put alerts, if you want to just highlight what your team succeeded on and you can post it on different groups or you can post it to everybody in the, you know, all companies page or something like that. So it's it's literally, in my opinion, Facebook for work. Okay. Red pen? <laughs> no, I don't. I think, uh, I know you're going to read out a lot. I don't think I've heard of any of the others. No. Scribbler, which, which when you get to it, I've heard about it, but I've not. All right. It. So there's Mural. Go visually, MindMeister, which to me it was unique because it, it was collaborative mind mapping. So mm. that's that's significantly different than a lot of these other ones. Concept board, idea flip, scribbler, binfire, proof hub, concept inbox, and cage. Yeah, and, and I, I will add, like, what we use at work is another thing called HipChat, which is kind of like Slack. Slack, it's a different group. Uh, and, uh, again, Microsoft, you know, with the whole Office 365 push, where they, of course, they're trying to go to the cloud, like everybody else, uh, mm-hmm. they have something called, as in the Office 365 suite, something called as Teams, Microsoft Teams. Uh, it's a combination of, like, a Skype for business and, at the same time, 
a documentation storage space, like a OneDrive combination. So okay. I they've just introduced it at work now. I haven't really played around much in it, but it seems like they're also trying to, like you know, keep everybody in the Microsoft world and not let them go out for anything else. Oh sure, well they have to because yeah. uh, I know my my company is looking. I think their Microsoft licensing is about to go away, and we're going to go 100% Google Suites. I think. Okay. So the the idea that Microsoft has has to get in line with having these cloud collaborative solutions is it's the only way they're going to be able to play. And everybody's you know everybody's trying to be you know just just stick with one suite, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so let's see what needs to be done and how it gets along. That will be interesting because if you think about it, everything we've done so far is a bit of everybody else's piece of technology. But there has not really been a one-stop shop for these things yet. Or maybe yep. they are now, but um, coming up through for a long time, you get whichever small piece of software you need and, and you use it. And sometimes it doesn't talk with another piece, but hopefully now going forward, the each suite has its uh, one-stop solution. Yep. All right. So basically, at the end of the day, if you're not doing online virtual meetings, uh, ask yourself why, and ask yourself if you have to, would you be able to? Uh, there are significant skill sets that are different, and uh, it's not going to go away. It's only going to become more so the, the need and demand for that. So this is basically to say, hey, you know, this is what the world is right now, and uh, if you are not on this train, uh, it's, it's going to leave without you. So sort of brush up on your virtual meeting skills. As a, as a black belt practitioner or as a as a coach or a consultant, uh, it's, it's not going away. Yep. All right. You got anything else to add, Jacob? That's it, Aaron. All right. Thank you very much, Jacob. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening to Episode 170 of the E-Success Methods Podcast. Stay tuned for Episode 171, Disk Over Demaic. When to leverage the different disk personality strengths to effectively execute projects. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in the show notes. Tap click done. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comment section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at esuccess-methods.com or on our website. We reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then clamor and share it. Don't forget you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down. 